it's your kali what you are about to listen to facts stories interviews gossip and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning there's a possibility that your mind will blow this show will start five four three two one Hello everybody, you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago, 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio Chicago, and we are all currently broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, and Little Village. My name is Emmanuel. My name is Cecilia. And we are going to be your awesome hosts for this great, spectacular two-hour special on downfall of the human race. It will blow your mind. It will definitely blow your mind. It will blow the world's mind. If they could all hear it. So let's talk about everything. Let's do a quick review on everything that we will be talking about, Cecilia. Yeah, our topics include violence, LGBT rights, uh, uh, the election, the recent election, Trump being and obviously Hillary. the president. Yeah. Um, unity as a nation, some people's fears on what they think will happen. Trump's yeah, what the president can't or can do. Yeah, so a lot of very deep stuff. Yeah, and so, so. on. So we hope you enjoy this and show. Just so you guys know, we are still in the process of putting the show together. So we are working so hard to try to give you guys the best experience in hearing this special two-hour edition of Downfall of the Human Race. So yeah, hopefully you enjoy this show. And now we will listen to the song End of the World by Deep Valley. So hopefully you enjoy. Enjoy. listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio broadcasting live from Studio Y Yolo Kali in Little Village. So what's up guys? As promised before, we have a very special show for you guys today. All deep and stuff. And you know, so first off we're going to start off with the elections, the reactions and the feelings of 2016. And that will be taken care of by Adi and Brian. And let's welcome them. Hey, what is up? Hi guys. So today we're going to talk about, like, since it's, you know, a lot of people are going through a lot of emotions. So we're going to talk about the five stages of grief. And also the importance of voting. Okay. The five stages of grief. The first stage is denial. The second stage is anger. The third stage is bargaining. 
the fourth stage is depression and the fifth stage is acceptance. So basically people compared um, to this elections like when you lose someone and um, the five stages of grief. Brian, what do you think about this? Well, I mean, I could relate to it uh, a little bit because of my brother, my little brother, he's 10 years old right now. And we, when he found out that president won the election, he started crying. So it's it is actually like a good metaphor for this occasion because like it's it's a time of sadness and depression and a lot of people is going through this. Yeah, and I'm going to give you some information, Brian, that you probably didn't know, but Let's get I, it. <laughs> I found information in DNA info.com that Little Village um South Lawndale voted 92% percent voted for clinton and four percent um voted for trump wow. north londo they voted 97 percent for clinton and 41 percent for pilsen 87 clinton and six percent how do you feel about i would have been that clinton got most of the votes here in illinois oh yeah true but still like um the, despite that trump got like less votes than any other um, right here in Illinois, I mean, there's still other states that actually had like a higher percent percent of voting for him. So like, it depends on every state. Like, they got an each each of them had an influence by Trump or Hillary. Yeah, I I understand. So the thing is that both of them know how to convince their people to vote for them. They both know um they have the words to persuade them. Like Trump, he's really, he always finds the right words to make people think why they should vote for him. That's the thing with him. Yeah, I I understand what you're trying to say. Like Trump, like he took, you could say in a way he took over social media and yes. like the way he talks about other races and all that. Yes, and Hillary did that, didn't work. Yeah, she tried to convince, I feel like she tried to target more the youth instead yes. of you know the races like you know different races and i feel like trump he really didn't care he just felt like tr he just like races you know like they are gonna listen to me instead of the youth the youth is you know they don't know what's going on with you know politics and the exactly. government and all that but the races they do know they knew they know the history and all that but since we're talking about that i i heard that you did a piece uh, audio piece about this can you tell us a little information about that yeah I actually did I mean it's uh, comedy it's not really serious at all oh okay but um, the thing is that I wanted to let show people like how the elections are getting so ridiculous over time and uh, like whenever I, I mean I don't see any other candidate for next over four years but like this is a comedy where the most unexpected people are doing a campaign to be president yeah and um and like it's it's just like they're offering stuff to people stupid stuff you know yeah and like and like uh people are just like it's like what people wanted but like what it it doesn't really help their country oh. so that is like kind of my message i want to send in my piece oh okay so since we're gonna play the Audio piece of Brian presidential election 2020.
Attention, attention. We are sorry to interrupt your favorite TV show to broadcast this important global news. We have chosen the new candidates for the presidential election of the year 2020. But before we announce the candidate, we want to remind you all that the new first air bottles are in sale in every store for the price of $4.99. So get your own and get a breath of that clean air. Back with the topic. After announcing a candidate, they will have a few words about the presidential campaign. Now, let's start with the chosen candidate. First, we have Mr. DJ Kelly. Another one. That's what everyone will say after realizing they are having another good president. For my campaign, I will guarantee everyone another chance to succeed in life. The second candidate is Nicki Minaj. For my campaign, I will pass the new bill called Freedom of Twerk. Now everyone will have the right to twerk as much as they want without being judged. Doozes. And lastly, we have Harambe the Gorilla. That's right. It's me, Hiram. For my campaign, I will pass the law, no shooting, at a gorilla who tried to protect a child, but got misunderstood by ignorant people that thought it was hurting the poor kid. Fantastic. It seems that every one of them have good things to offer for our beautiful country. And this concludes the announcement of the new candidates for the presidential election of 2020. We'll see you at 10 p.m. with the daily news report. This was your favorite news reporter, just in case. Have a good day, everyone. What's up, guys? We are back, and you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, in Little Village. Next up, we have our second uh, segment of today, and that is Jacqueline and Sephora. And they will be discussing about the can'ts and can'ts and can't do uh, about Trump, what he can and can't do uh, once becoming president. So, let's welcome them to our show. Hello, guys. Uh, thank you. My name is Jacqueline Delgado, um, and we will be talking of the can'ts and can't well, Trump can and cannot do. Um, one of the things he can is that um, he's planning on cutting the funds or just eliminating Planned Parenthood. Many women across the country are getting their IUDs. Um, so what does that mean, IUDs? Um, many women are getting birth control now, which can last three, five, ten years. And basically, it can last for his whole running the four years that he will be president so what you're saying is that he isn't going he's he's able to um take this right away from women yes wow that's that's really messed up even if like so would there be anything that would protect them from this um basically not he's taking away a right from women that should be women's rights it should be a woman's right to do whatever she wants with her body, which um, brings us to our next point. He is also trying to make abortions illegal. So basically, if he's making birth control illegal and abortion illegal, 
if you get pregnant at a time where you're not fit to be a mother, you're still going to have to take care of your baby. Wow, that's that's really messed up. Um what what are some other things he can do uh, about this about abortion? Um, he can um make sex sex um same sex marriage illegal again. So what would that represent? Um so our president has a lot of power since almost everyone else on the Congress are also Republicans, but it will be almost impossible for him to overturn rights such as same-sex marriage and basically every other law that has been pa- that has been passed through the Supreme Court. Um another thing that he can't do is it's going to be basically impossible for him to build the wall that he was talking about. Um and if it miraculously does get passed, Mexico will not be paying for the wall. That's good. They shouldn't be they shouldn't have to pay for something that they're not up for. Definitely. And um even though Obama has um opened up a program for children with parents who are illegal immigrants or children who are illegal immigrants, Donald Trump is trying to take away that program. So basically he's trying to take away protection yeah. over the children. How these families can be helped. I also heard that by building this massive wall there there will also be other effects on it, like animals. I, I read an article online that said that animals, you know, it's their habitat and if this wall is built um, that blocks uh, Mexico, the borders of Mexico from over here, so um, that this might end up, you know, affecting a lot of species because they will not be able to get from one place to another and therefore they will not be able to get, you know, food that they need. So that was also an interesting thing that I saw. Just thought I would share it. And um, next up, we have the future. And by it's an audio piece by Zipporah, and we will be taking a listen to it. Hope you guys enjoy. Year 2027. Maybe something you can see will help. Yes, me and your brother are going to plant a tree tomorrow. We can even put his ashes in the soil, so it's like he's part of the tree. My mother Monica said. She was talking about my father, who's now lying dead on our floor. I hadn't been there when they shot him, but seeing him now was like I already had. I'm seven and I can already tell that my life ahead of me isn't as I imagined it. Mom wouldn't tell me what's happening, but everyone around us is dying. People with black clothing and odd voices come around our neighborhood and take people. A lot of people on our street is gone, but dad hit us in our house good. They killed him because we made a sound and he came out and pretended like he lived alone. Year 2034. It's been four years since the invasion. I know a little bit more now. The people attacking us are called United Korea. The two countries came together and they want US to be one of their colonies. They send us secret messages through the abandoned sewer tunnels that run under our street. The Koreans haven't discovered it yet. 
Dad's tree is outside our house, and it's grown into a beautiful willow. Every time I look at it, I pray that they will announce that this is all over. Year 2038. Mom died yesterday night. It was the worst day I've ever faced. Since I'm 15, I help my brother with mom. We put our ashes in the soil of dad's willow. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. She's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. Something needs to change or my brother will be next. Then me. Before mom died, she told my brother that this is all happening because we got vulnerable. No budgets, plummeting stock markets. Everything started going downwards until we hit rock bottom. No one can change what happened. And I can't change what's going to come. All we can do is hope and pray and cry that we're not in this house watching this country crumble until we die. Hopefully you enjoyed that audio piece. It was very, very deep and very emotional. So we have Zippy here was who was who was with oh my god, who was the creator of this audio piece. So hi Zippy, you're back. Hi. Um, would you like to tell me what you did in the making of this audio piece or what influenced you to make this audio piece? Definitely. I think a lot of people are thinking of what's going to happen since Donald Trump has been elected president. I think that not only is it affecting children, but it's also affecting youth. Um, just imagining all the outcomes that can happen mm -hmm. um being scared to walk down the street yeah definitely yeah. so i think that was mainly what the audio piece was about so it re it really like said what it like captured the youth's opinion on what is happening so yeah that was a really good audio piece thanks for that zippy and now we will play another song about our topics so yeah hopefully you enjoy them Bye. 
We are back, and you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago. And we are currently broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, and Little Village. My name is Emmanuel, and hopefully, you're enjoying this awesome show on Downfall of the Human Race. So, now we will have two of our newer students in our class in Yolo Kali, and we will be talking about separation in families and immigration. So, our two special guests are Marimar and Jessica. Hello. Hey. Hi. <laughs> so, um, would you guys like to tell me a bit about, um, well, like I said, immigration and family separating? Yeah. So, I'm Marimar and I'm an undocumented student. Yeah. And I'm Jessica and I'm the daughter of an undocumented parent. So, we're going to be talking about our fears. Okay. So, my story personally is that the Electoral College is not binded to vote for the majority votes of their state so if this is actually happens then um, there is a chance that Hillary Clinton will actually win the election so growing up I really didn't understand the concept of being an immigrant and like I basically grew up in a neighborhood that was full of brown and black people which was like very good for me I feel because I was open to diversity and I was well respected and everything just being a kid when I transferred to a different school in sixth grade, I went to a suburban uh, school and everything, and there was like a small fraction of colored students while everyone else was predominantly white. Being in this environment really did affect me because I was like frowned upon by the other students and I was given like dirty looks and everything. And I was told that I wasn't put in any in advanced classes because I was Mexican from uh, other students and like other peers. And I feel like that really like in a way influenced me to want to be better and be more open to diversity yeah yeah Yeah, well i have a similar story i came to the united states when i was two years old and i unlike uh, jessica i always knew i was undocumented but i did affect my education or career because i always felt fear of expressing the needs that i uh or the needs that i had being undocumented for especially applying to college I didn't know what I could apply to. I didn't know if I um, could apply to certain scholarships. Um, and it was until Obama came out with DACA, a affirmative action that helps undocumented students, that I was able to attend college and I was able to work legally to not only help my family, but to also sustain my education. Now, I feel that uh, now that Trump has gotten into or is the president-elect, um, I, there's a lot of fears that come along with that, noting that he has promised that he will get rid of any affirmative action that is including DACA, which is what essentially protects me and protects my well-being in the United States. Okay, yeah, um, I agree with my Imad in the same fact, like, I know we don't have the exact same story, but we have similar stories because growing up, I really didn't have that guidance to get, like, to college and know where to apply and know, like, if I ever I had trouble in school, I really didn't have like that person there to help me because yeah. my parents weren't there to like guide me and help me. I usually would have to stay after school or everything. Um, some of my fears coming along with this like background and my background is that my fam there's a chance that my family will get separated and there's a chance that, you know, 
my smaller like cousins I won't really know what to do with them because I am the oldest of my family that has papers so it's like that scary responsibility that comes along with uh, you know being like the first generation that's here from my mom and you know there's like these key moments that you know if it happens and my family does get deported uh that they're gonna miss like me graduating they're gonna miss my baby cousin taking his first steps and learning to talk they're gonna miss my uh older cousin you know learning to ride a bike and whatever and it's like these small moments that really like affect my life that's like my fear that you know they won't be there even though they always have been there for me yeah on the other hand um um given the fact that i am part of omadaka recipient i have made myself visible to ice so ice knows where i work where i live where i go to school they have all my information if affirmative action is taken away because of donald trump um, i will be visible to them and i face the possibility of being deported now um a slogan that a lot of undocumented uh, students use is undocumented, unafraid. But I have to be completely honest, and I am terrified. I will not be able to continue my education, and I will most likely be deported to a country that I know nothing of. Um, so, unfortunately, it's not only undocumented students and the children of undocumented parents that face these fears. Throughout the country, we have various groups that also are scared for their lives, for their well-being. Yeah, this goes along with, like, members of the LGBTQ community. Like, they're being oppressed and, you know, they're being told that they need therapy and that they need all these things because the, supposedly in the eyes of the government and of Donald Trump, they have a mental illness and that's not the case at all. The same thing goes with other groups. Yeah, for example, Muslim women have uh, been seeing on different social media uh templates or such as twitter facebook and instagram they either they're choosing not to wear their hijabs um or they're scared of wearing them in public in fear of getting uh, hate uh, comments or even actions against them yeah and the same thing goes with women in general they're running to get an iud in case trump does defund them and it's kind of a scary concept mm-hmm. yeah and also let's not forget that one of those sponsors for the president-elect is David Duke, the leader of the KKK. Can you imagine what it feels like right now to be part of the black community, to know that this group that has been oppressing, that has been killing, literally killing uh, a black people for like so long and historically, is now backing up the president-elect? Uh, it's fear for their life, and it's some fear that other people cannot understand. Yeah, and I think this goes to show that, you know, this isn't just for me, this isn't just for Mani Mar, this is for all of us. And this is like a message to the Electoral College that, you know, you are our like last strain of hope. You're the reason like if you vote against the majority and you actually vote in favor of Hillary, like, you know, you'll keep our families together. You'll keep us here. You'll like help us be successful and overall just be happy with our lives, which I think is a really big deal. Yeah. So um, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that there's a possibility that all these things that are very concerning to many people, specifically youth, um, will ever change in the future? Um, I do have hope that there, you know, there is change in the future. And I feel like overall the youth is becoming more involved with politics and because we're more aware, you know, people, you know, ask us and I'm not allowed to vote yet. I'm not old enough, but people would ask me, like, why are you so involved in politics? It doesn't apply to you. It's like the next eight years, like, you know, depending on how long the term is, if it's eight or four years, it's like it will impact my education and my future. And 
yeah i feel like everyone's becoming more aware like we're opening our eyes and we're you know we're noticing you know we can't go back to our old ways the i think the process is to always go forward yeah and i also hope that this election um helps people go out and organize maybe i know and i understand that a lot of people have already been organizing but hopefully this calls for more people to join different organizations and to really speak about these types of oppressions because unfortunately now we have a president that is openly um oppressing and has openly said statements that oppress different communities yeah so thank you guys for mm -hmm. this you all of your great opinions and thoughts on this kind of stuff so I thank you guys for sharing your opinions and feelings. And hopefully, um, if any of you people out there are suffering through the same thing, um, you guys have somebody to, you know, you're listening to this and you know that people are with you and are here to support you. So, yeah. And now we will play a song, Superman is Illegal. everybody we are back so hopefully you just enjoyed that song and now we have our next segment that's going to be about lgbt and how all these brand new um policies and this brand new president and vice president and a lot of things that are happening right now in the government are going to affect more more groups and specifically now we're going to talk about the lgbt group so we have our experts yahida and katie here to talk about this and to give us their opinions on it so hello Yahida and Katie hello hi so um do you guys want to just get straight to it and talk about what you guys think um and we're gonna go straight towards what we think um I'm gonna have to say I'm terrified <laughs> um I am a woman Latino and I am gay all three things that Trump does not like at all uh, from what I read, though, it's not exactly... Trump has never been against LGBT. He never even had an opinion before this election of LGBT. Um, what... After this happened, he was... He obviously was trying to get into favor of people who was against them. Against us, like LGBT. So, obviously, now he has opinion. But one of them scared is the vice president. The one who is who believes that you can electrocute someone who is gay to be straight. That is something terrifying. And they were also talking about the uh, therapy thing, right? Yeah, the conversion therapy. Um, so um, Trump's vice president um, is for the conversion therapy. And what that basically is, is um, a treatment or counseling made to change a person's sexual orientation to become heterosexual or straight. And from, from what I know, um, they say that the use of conversion therapy on minors is only banned in Washington, New Jersey, and California. And they're working on also making it banned in New York, Illinois, and Massachusetts. Now that this vice president and Trump are going to do this therapy as though someone is as someone who has a mental illness or like it's an illness to be gay yeah. like you don't have a choice on who you love 
it's something that you're taught or something um it's terrifying it's it it's terrifying for the future yeah and my personal opinion is that i feel like like i don't know this is just my opinion but people who think that way are kind of stubborn to think that things like what what they're saying that they're going to do to them is going to change their sexual orientation or who they feel um comfort with which makes no sense as if that's going to change it i don't think the therapy is going to change anyone to be straight they're just going to start hiding and for majorities of years a lot of people have been hiding um their sexual orientations and been just in the closet for many years and then only recent years have people have actually wanting to come out my friend who just recently came out as transgender now has said that they have to go back and that they can't go open to anyone anymore because it's because they're scared it's a scary thing and i also been looking on facebook and one of my friends posted uh, actually uh reposted someone else who's from new york saying that i was just walking down the street i got a small refund check from formham today and i wanted to get myself a slice of pizza it only costed a few dollars, but I had not had it in a while and felt like I could afford to spend a few dollars. Not more than a few blocks from my house, someone yelled uh, faggot from their car and threw a rock at my face and, spe and spe speed away. I just went home. I did not want to go to the pizzeria only to cry. Someone threw a rock at someone else's face because they either look gay or were gay. So it's terrifying to go to think that we're we're gonna be judged that we're not gonna be free anymore and of course he can't he can't exactly take away the marriage of course he can uh, send an act you know he can send groups out of us and I just <laughs> is terrifying. <laughs> That's all I can actually put it. More or less, I don't think anyone should be. Of course, we should be worried, but the power of the people is stronger than the people in power, and that is what we need to do. We yeah. need to be powerful than people with money or people up in, in the states, in the house, in the White House. We need to be stronger than that. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And um, the, the LGBT community, they're really frightened by the, the conversion, um, the conversion ther the therapy and... Um, they're concerned that the therapy can lead to depression and even suicide. And that that's pretty, 
I find that pretty terrifying and like they have to deal with so much hate just for loving someone of their same gender and that doesn't seem it doesn't seem right that they're judged by that I mean love is love as well as um people who are transgender or or genders aren't really set in that in that type of form um from what I read and heard in less than a week the suicidal hotline for LGBT transgenders and all that have gotten more calls over the week and I believe there has been eight successful suicides so um thank you both of you Katie and Yahida for sharing that very um deep information and hopefully that will definitely inform some people if they do not know about that kind of stuff so thank you guys for sharing and our next song is gonna be our next song is uh, Lady Gaga Born This Way by um and she's an activist so you know if you didn't know about this song which I think most of most people should um hopefully you enjoy and it gives a very impactful opinion on what we're talking about which is lgbt so don't forget you're listening to wlpn lp chicago 105.5 fm lumpen radio chicago we are currently broadcasting live from studio y yolakali in little village thank you for listening my mama told me when i was young we're all superstars There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, cause you made you perfect, babe. So hold your head up, girl, and you'll go far. There's nothing wrong with the same. I'm beautiful in my way, cause I make no mistakes. I'm on the right track, you say that I was born this way. Don't love yourself and regret, just love yourself instead. I'm on the right track, you say that I was born this way. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Hey, I was born this way. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Hello, everybody. We are back, and you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago, 105.5 FM, Lumpin Radio Chicago. We are currently broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, in Little Village. My name is Emmanuel, and I am your host for this amazing show, Downfall of the Human Race. And did anybody enjoy that song? That was my jam. I was bombed this way. <laughs> That's my jam. So now, um, you just hopefully you enjoyed that song. And now we have two special guests to talk about um to talk about something very important which is women being affected in like times like now with our new presidency and stuff like that and hopefully this is a great start to our second hour for downfall of the human race so we have two special guests which are zipporah and i'm jacqueline 
So, hello guys. Hi. Hello. Um, so, would you like to tell us what you will be talking about? Um, yeah, so I think we all know that Donald Trump does not respect women. So, um, women that are gay, plus size, women of color, it's an extra weight on them. Um, for example, Alicia, the Miss Universe, Trump called her the fat Miss Universe. For the locker room incident that happened, he said, just kiss. I don't even wait. So, um, I think that we can see here that he doesn't respect women. He sees them as a sex object. He doesn't respect them as women should be respected. Um, so if he's speaking about white women like that, imagine how he's going to be speaking about women of color. So um, I think that girls growing up today, this will really take a toll on them. Young girls growing up, seeing this, hearing this from someone who's supposed to be a leader. And also because he talked about how if you're, um, it's very hard for a woman or a girl to even be a, a 10 if you're flat chested. And I feel that many girls are listening to what he's saying. And for me, I feel that like there's many girls out there that are very insecure about themselves. And just by them hearing what he's saying, it's like it's making them feel worse about themselves. And there's many things that girls could do about that. They um they think that just because a man like him that has so much power brings her brings them really down and it's just it's um it's really um sad how he's um how he talking, visions women. Yeah, how he's talking about women. Especially for girls, for little girls out there that are listening to what he's saying. Yeah, like if you're gonna be our president, um you should be a very good impactful role model to everybody in the united states whether it's race wise sexuality wise gender wise you're our leader you're our president so you should be helpful to all of us not just the certain who have certain opinions so yeah thank you guys for saying what you um had to say about that and now we will listen to a small audio piece of called what if women in the past so hopefully you enjoy yes uh, you know they say a woman's place is in the home and uh, i suppose as long as she's in the home she might as well be in the kitchen i wish i wouldn't have to live in the 1950s What if I lived in the 70s? Welcome to the new wave of feminism 
Welcome to each other. Welcome home. What a liberation now! If anything, at this stage of my life, in my 70s, I'm more eager for new adventure and in my, my mantra to myself is say yes, do it, do it, you know, in other words. And I never regret anything I've done. I've, I only regret things I haven't done. Or the 90s. message that echoes forth from this conference, let it be that human rights are women's rights and women's rights are human rights once and for all. And among those rights are the right to speak freely and the right to be heard. Maybe even 2016. Baby, this is what you came for. Lightning strikes every time she moves. I'm so glad to have the opportunity to create this makeup brand. Thank you all so much. If only that could really happen. Every day it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hello, everybody. We are back. Hopefully, you reflected on that audio piece made by Aurora, which was one of our older students <laughs> um and yeah would you guys like to tell me your opinions or thoughts on this audio piece yeah um women have come a very very long way i don't think that women that lived in the 1950s would have ever thought that a woman would be able to run for president and almost and, be and elected vote. yeah yeah, yeah just even to vote women have come such a far way we've really fought our way to the top and um 
no no as i was listening to this audio audio piece i was thinking that it's kind of sad that this that one man our president can take everything yeah, away yeah can take everything that women have worked so hard for away in just four years yeah and i agree with sephora i think it's like um it's not fair that just one man can come and change that after like many years and it's just it's sad and then it's also like changing about half of the nation because half of the nation is like made up of women pretty much based on statistics so yeah thank you for sharing um and now we will listen to another audio piece called the fear of violence so reflect on this i'm not quite sure what generation am i but it's between the millennium and the boomlets what i like to do all the time is just sleep and stay home all day and sometimes i have dreams that are crazy well not to me but for other people it might be i could write stories about them like the one that a revolution rose up in the u.s and took over and the revolution was communism versus capitalism and both sides made a war against each other. And the communists won the war. And the war was known as the Second Civil War. But at the same time, another war rose up. And it was known as World War III. And later another war known as World War IV. And after World War III and World War IV, the revolution was still going on. And there was an event known as the fall. In the fall, the power of the U.S. came crushing down. But enough about that. Let's talk about the fear teens have against violence. And that may be a reason why I have those crazy dreams. Fear. Fear. I know someone that said she was home when she heard two gunshots in front of her house. She peeked out of her window and saw a man dead in front of her house on the sidewalk. And another person who saw a 13 year old get killed. She ran without stopping. Some teens live in fear over violence. The term phobia is in relation with this topic because thanatophobia means the fear of death or dying in which violence comes death which comes fear some of them won't even come out of their homes while others become part of the violence and they can bring trouble to themselves and to other people like their families and they would get themselves killed or into a lot of trouble. Hello everybody, we are back and that was a very radical and amazing piece. So, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And we are moving on to our next segment, which is about... Um, as this audio piece was talking about violence and the vision or opinion that kids have on violence based on 
this brand new election or presidency that we have had and like yeah what we think might happen in the future or what might affect the our daily society based on this brand new president so hello special guest would you like to introduce yourselves hi i'm marie and uh hi i'm emilio and what is your opinion on violence in technically in my opinion it's just like especially with the election uh election that had finished and you know who won it's just just too much for me in this moment right now yeah so you know yeah in my opinion the political yeah got me like a little bit they like curious or scared like about the what's it called the presidential like the impact he's having on the kids yeah and his views so what so based on this um audio piece that we just heard do you think it's like that's what most teens feel or believe on um what's gonna happen like based on the topic of violence <laughs> yeah because like so far right now like after the elections there's like been like 20 encounters like in different universities and high schools that just like you know immediately it just attacked the minorities and stuff like that and it's just it's terrifying knowing that you're just gonna be attacked for what your skin color is and it's just it's just really terrifying for especially kids our age like 14 to 15 it's it's terrifying and the younger as well yeah so the people that came from other places like mexico yeah. or if you're even if only your parents were immigrants yeah so, so thank you guys for talking that was definitely informational <laughs> if that's a word mm -hmm. and mate like yeah i think is what truly what a lot of our youth thinks about the violence that is happening and will happen probably probably not we don't know or what we envision and now we will have a song by bob marley called get up and stand up and the album that it's from is called burning and this song was released in 1973 and the song was written about taking action to avoid oppression and was influenced by the uprising in jamaica where they had to fight for respect and acceptance for their rest african religion so hopefully you guys can enjoy this song and yeah <laughs> Everybody, we are back. Hopefully you enjoyed that song. And don't forget that you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM London Radio Chicago. We are currently broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, 
in Little Village. And I've know, I know that we've been talking about so many sad things and things that will affect us negatively in the future. So um, a lot of people, like, well, don't want that, obviously. Who wants negative things to happen in the future? Nobody. So we will slowly transition into our next guest, Marimar. Hello, Marimar. Hey. And would you like to talk to us about current life events breaking news on what's happening in the world right now yes so currently as we speak about 30 minutes ago uh there was a uh, protest uh, or protests are taking place in los angeles this is a historic protest is the biggest protest in this uh, city yet um and it's uh, protesting the new president-elect um also there is another protest happening in manhattan new york also, it is, uh, and you can view both of these protests live on Facebook. ABC Seven um, has them live on their Facebook, so you can check them out if that's if you really want that. Um, but it's really about that people are organizing. We haven't really seen this before in history. People protesting the president-elect so soon. Um, so it can tell us a little bit about. Hopefully, you know, organizing in big numbers can cause a change. Now, let's talk about uh, what the president-elect has talked about. So, uh, Donald Trump responded to the protest on November 10th at 8.19 via Twitter saying, just had a very open and successful presidential election. Now, the professional protesters incited by the media are protesting very unfair. So, like I said, this was done on November uh, 10th at 8 p.m. However, on November 11th at 5.14 a.m., he said, Love the fact the small groups of protesters last night have passion for our great country. We will come together and be proud. So obviously we see that there's he's contradicting himself. So now we just have to see what actions do the Senate and the Electoral College take. Um, they hopefully might impact the uh, president-elect. Yeah, thank you so much, Marimar, for giving us all that impactful news right now. If you're obviously not watching the um, news and yeah that was very impactful and now we will play born free which is a song so Born free. 
everybody we're back and i have somebody here with me which is also my co-host hey cecilia what's up manny deuces deuces so would you like to tell me a bit about this song yeah so um this song is by mia it's called born free and just a little bit of uh about mia uh she is a english rapper and she is a uh, very well known for her activism throughout her music she um she touches a lot of uh, topics that have to do with either racism or um you know topics that affect problems that affect society stereotypes and so on so this song if you've seen the video it's it basically shows uh these soldiers going again um searching for people who are redheaded and uh redheads and they take him take them to like this desert and they make them run uh and they shoot them they kill them it's it's really graphic but it's not it's not really talking about you know oh redheads are suffering from unfair treatment by the police or whatever no it's it's actually just symbolizing that uh we mistreat uh either it's people for their color such as blacks in the past before Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement or if it's Mexicans uh that are immigrants that they're rapists criminals you know it's just like treating one race as inferior or a group of people than the other making them seem like they're less than another race so yeah that's Thank you what it was about so much Cecilia very informal you're so very welcome so very thankful so now we will be playing an audio piece again by Cecilia. Would you like to introduce your audio piece? Yeah, it's called um, Downfall of the Human Race When Pizza Goes Extinct. <gasps> oh, dear Lord. I can't even believe this. <laughs> That's a nightmare. So <laughs> hopefully you enjoy this very, very disturbing audio piece. So... Yeah. In a world where pizza eats no more. What? There's no pizza? Oh my goodness. Will people be able to survive? We're all gonna freaking die, man. Can you guys be quiet? I'm trying to wish La Rosa de Guadalupe. There's no pizza. Why aren't you panicking? <gasps> There's no more pizza. We're screwed. No. The pizza is gone. Why? Hey, that's the last slice. Give me that. Hey, back up! Wait. What about tacos? Oh, yeah. The end of the pizza. Rated R. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I do it again? I'm sorry. I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone. The good earth is rich and can provide for everyone a way of life to be free and beautiful. We have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls. souls, 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 souls. 
that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass, and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people, and so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Everybody, we are back, and you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin Radio Chicago. We are currently broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali, and Little Village. So, hopefully, you're enjoying everything that you've heard so far, all the very impactful audio pieces and conversations that we've had. And hopefully, you definitely enjoyed the piece on pizza and how the world will be without pizza so in a company for that i um have a slice of pizza in front of me and i'm about to eat it and we have two special guests with us would you like to introduce yourselves hey i'm francisco hi my name is joseph josue mora and you guys can take the floor talk about what you need to talk about um this pizza is good by the way (laughs) 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 but yeah so i mean is is the United States really um, united? Like, is it really the United States right now? What What do you think? Like, I feel like no, but yes. Probably is the title it's given, but especially among these past couple of weeks, noticing and you know, along with the election, just seeing on um, how people are reacting, it really just shows us um, ourselves. You know, it kind of reflects ourselves as a nation on. Well, we don't agree with that. However, there's like still another half of the nation that still kind of does. Yeah. With others. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, um, I mean, so so many things are happening. Like a, a lot of the youth right now that, that that are in this class have touched upon many topics that um that um people are being targeted because of the color of the skin, the people they love, and um and you know like. Just so many people are fighting and being ripped apart because of this, uh, you know, of this new president that we have. And we're not I don't think we are united um, anymore because of this. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, so so many new ideas are coming up that we I mean, they, they existed, but now they're just being more verbal about it. Yeah, I I can agree on it. And it's just like, it really just has me questioning on like, what it is to like, be American, right? You can kind of say like, what what image is probably given, like whether that's Muslims, Latinos, Hispanics, Africans, transgenders and gays and like, anyone that you could fill in that's possibly like human living here. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's like, we're here to fulfill the dream disregarding any differences, you know? And I think it's important to know how the united states was like it came across the be and where it was you know yeah yeah no definitely i mean like 
Yeah, like, this country was built on immigrants. We're in, it, like, it was built on people who were different, you know, not just people who, who, who are white um, or citizen-born. Um, because, yeah. I mean, you, you can be white but still be uh, an immigrant, you know, like Irish but b- back in, uh, in the 1930s and 1920s. Um, so many immigrants coming from different parts of the world and, and, and you know, coming in through New York City and looking at the Statue of Liberty to them that that was you know home that that became their new home and because of them we had we have different events different industries and um so like you know the idea of getting rid of all the immigrants is really really crazy and like yeah no culture at all right <laughs> yeah, basically yeah if, like i mean because the american culture is almost every culture of different ethnicities that's like makes the united states you know yeah it's yeah it's weird how <laughs> if let's get rid of them or yeah and, and like and like it brings up the question of like who who sh- who is allowed to to be here and who isn't i mean um i've i you know i've lived here since i was two um and i went through the same school system that um you know like some some kid on the north side w- went to or like some kid in, in the suburb went to um um so like you know like he he's that 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 person can be like um a u.s born citizen but you know i'm receiving that same education so like i'm i'm american you know like it, it brings up the question like what what what's different what, what, what logistics and what what um requirements do you need to be an American, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, like, th- that's a lot, of, a lot of things that I question myself with. I don't know. How do you yeah. feel about that? Yeah, I, I can agree to, like, we, we can also see it just, like, the way people stand for the nation as a whole, whether that's at war or whether that's just doing certain actions on, like, being proud of American, mm-hmm. you know? what Like, even though still taking their 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 culture into, like, consideration, but it's, like, being here to fulfill their dream and like not forgetting yeah and like i I just think like it's making it what america is today yeah like um i i I thought about um no i I didn't think about i i heard this um of 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 this one um story that that someone had mentioned so there's this um one young young kid who loves soccer and he was watching the the game yesterday and he he thought about like well i'm a born citizen and um and if i ever make it to like a national soccer team um and they asked me like who would i pick you know the us team or the mexico team and he said like i would pick the mexico team because right now the united states don't like mexicans or brown people or mm. you know like yeah. me so why would i want to be on a team that that um that that kind of you know that 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 country's Pressures team is is uh, is pressuring them or like you know kind certain of certain views towards them. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, definitely. So I think I think that's like powerful too. That like as like a kid, like he's growing up, like whether it's just basing it on sports teams, it could re- it affects in all angles, right? Yeah. Because, like, whether that's decision on you know voting for Mexico, it's just like I think that's like people are picking this up as they grow up, and it's like. Yeah. I mean, it could be bad, as you can say, but, or it could lead up into more, like, possibilities that need to be done here in this nation. For but, sure. Yeah. And that brings up a lot of questions, like, what should one do to um, 
to, you know, to kind of um, stand and like make it stand or like what what are ways that their people are kind of um, making their voice being heard, whether it's through art, whether it's through music or, um, you know, the different outlets. Um, but yeah, so let's listen to an interview made um, this summer with Rocco from Maldita Vecindad, where he gives hope and talks about the, the importance of raising our voices. Um, yeah, enjoy. Hola, somos este de Yolocalis. La primera pregunta que está, les preguntaré cómo se sienten de estar celebrando sus 30 años. Wow, pues muy buena pregunta. 30 años. Este, estamos muy contentos. La verdad, cuando empezamos nunca imaginamos llegar a 30 años después seguir haciendo música y dando de brincos en el escenario. Estamos muy agradecidos de la música, estamos muy agradecidos del arte, estamos muy agradecidos de de la comunidad, ¿no? de lo que hemos aprendido de que realmente como el trabajo colectivo y la comunidad es lo que más nos fortalece y nosotros siempre desde el principio todo lo hacemos en colectividad yo creo que por eso hemos 30 años y seguimos aprendiendo porque trabajar en colectividad es Sorry lo, más, eh, lo más enriquecedor que hemos encontrado y nos sentimos muy agradecidos porque también okay. 30 años después cuando empezamos, todo el mundo nos decía que estábamos locos, que no, no tenía caso hacer rock en español que cómo iba a hacer rock y además mezclando tu música popular y hablando de problemas sociales o de tu situación todo el mundo nos decía que eso no era hacer rock que teníamos que cantar en inglés y copiar a los Rolling Stones, ¿no? entonces me estoy muy agradecido porque 30 años después ese sueño loco que tuvimos ahorita ya es un movimiento gigantesco en todo México y en Latinoamérica y, y eso me confirma que la cultura y que los sueños pues hay que realizarlos aunque todo el mundo te diga que no entonces estamos muy contentos de 30 años después seguir eh, compartiendo nuestros sueños y nuestro corazón con con toda la gente. Si tuvieras una palabra para definir a la maldita vecindad, ¿cuál sería? Wow, y bien, como te das cuenta, yo soy muy don palabras, me la paso a ver. Entonces, cuando me piden definir algo con una palabra, me cuesta mucho trabajo. Pero yo creo, hijo, no sé, bueno, podría ser, es que son dos, pero podría ser, como dicen los zapatistas, alegre rebeldía. ¿No? Eso es lo que es maldita vecindad, alegre rebeldía o también podría ser una frase, en nuestros discos nos gusta siempre poner frases, ¿no? porque para nosotros un disco es como un libro, entonces eh, contamos historias, no nada más hacemos música o canciones, entonces en nuestro primer disco pusimos una frase, dos frases, una es de Fray Servando Teresa de Mier, que es un personaje muy importante en la cultura en México eh, y él decía, eh, el asunto es trágico, mi genio es festivo. Eso nos definía maldita y nos sigue definiendo, porque frente a tanta tragedia y tanta injusticia, siempre la alegría de la música y el baile y poder compartirla siempre nos da mucha esperanza y fuerza. Y otra frase es de un escritor de aquí, de, de Estados Unidos, que se llama Henry Miller, y él decía, la verdadera prueba de inteligencia es poder mantener en la cabeza dos ideas opuestas y seguir funcionando. Aceptar, por ejemplo, que las cosas no tienen solución y sin embargo seguir decidido a cambiarlas. Esa fue la otra frase que pusimos y eso creo que define totalmente la onda de Maldita Vecindad. ¿Cómo Maldita Vecindad promueve el activismo? Pues más que promoverlo, lo hacemos, ¿no? El, yo creo que el activismo, nosotros de hecho también fuimos aprendiendo porque el activismo era nada más como ideológico, político, y a nosotros lo que sentimos es que el activismo por la vida, por la madre tierra, pero más que nada por la vida. Entonces nosotros ya más que decir que somos activistas, nosotros decimos somos activistas espirituales, o sea, arte 
activismo y espiritualidad, porque eso es lo que necesita este momento el planeta y todas las sociedades. Entonces, ahí es lo que nos gusta, porque la mejor manera de transformarnos, primero para poder transformar la sociedad, primero hay que transformarnos nosotros. Entonces, la mejor herramienta que encontramos para transformarnos nosotros mismos fue la música y la cultura, ¿no? Leer, escribir, pintar, hacer murales, bailar, ¿no? Y entonces, por eso pensamos que el mejor activismo es a través del arte y de la cultura. Y le pusimos activismo espiritual porque en esta sociedad, en esta sociedad y con todo este sistema neoliberal capitalista, lo que se ha perdido mucho es eso, es la espiritualidad, ¿no? Se, se basa todo en las ganancias materiales y en el individualismo, nada más pensar en ti, ¿no? Y no pensar en la comunidad o, o ver más allá de lo material. Entonces, por eso lo espiritual, por ejemplo, en México toda nuestra tradición cultural y de nuestras comunidades indígenas está totalmente espiritual. Me encanta celebrar el Día de Muertos en México. Todos mis amigos de otras partes del mundo no entienden, ¿no? O sea, ¿cómo no te pones triste porque se murió tu papá o tu mamá? No, pues sí estoy triste, pero también estoy seguro que su alma está conmigo siempre, ¿no? Y que un día al año le voy a poner la comida que más le gusta y voy a arreglar su altar y voy a poner sus fotos y todos, mi familia, vamos a platicar sus historias. Entonces él sigue vivo, ¿no? Sigue vivo porque lo sueño, porque lo sigo aprendiendo y esa visión espiritual es algo muy valioso, ¿no? En vez de mucha gente de otras culturas que se pone muy triste cuando pierde a alguien que ama, ¿no? Pero en nuestra tradición sabemos que el amor no se acaba, ¿no? O sea, aquí del misterio venimos y al misterio regresamos, pero el amor nos sigue uniendo con, hasta con nuestros antepasados que ni conocimos. Entonces, eso es un poco como un ejemplo de lo que es la espiritualidad y de cómo hace tanta falta para darle sentido a la vida, darle un sentido más amoroso, más comunitario, más alegre, más justo, ¿no? Más divertido, más en contacto con la naturaleza en vez de lo que estamos viviendo ahorita, sociedades totalmente aisladas, llenas de violencia, llenas de, de mala alimentación, de, de distracción, de desinformación, ¿no? Entonces, por eso pensamos que la espiritualidad, el arte y... Y el activismo, con todo sumado, es como, no hay que hacerlo ni promover, digo, perdón, no hay que promoverlo, hay que hacerlo, ¿no? Vivirlo y salir, y si tú sales a la calle y haces un dibujo bonito en, en el gris de una pared, ya estás transformando tu mundo y el, un pedacito del mundo de todos. Entonces, eso es un poco lo que a nosotros nos gusta y, y lo que hemos intentado hacer todos estos 30 años. Y por último, si a Malita Vecindad fuera una comida, ¿cuál sería? <risa> Excelente, no sé, esa está muy buena. Bueno, te voy a decir varias, porque ya a veces soy medio parlanchín. Mira, podría ser unos chapulines con ajo, como los que se comen en México. ¿Por qué? Porque es una solución antiquísima, milenaria, pero al mismo tiempo muy actual, porque los chapulines tienen la misma carga proteínica que la carne, entonces ahorita el, la industria de la carne es la que está destruyendo todo el planeta todo el planeta, la industria de la carne, está contaminando más que todos los carros humados, está además siendo una industria totalmente salvaje contra los animales que son nuestros hermanos, entonces me parece chido eso de comer chapulines porque los chapulines son chiquitos, nunca se van a acabar y con un frasquito de chapulines que te comas, que eso ya lo sabían nuestros ancestros, tienes toda la proteína como si comías un bistec, entonces dejamos en paz a las vacas y a todos los, lo que les están haciendo a los hermosos animales, también si fuera una comida también seríamos el mole porque el mole está hecho como de 60 o más ingredientes y además ingredientes que vinieron de, de Europa y de la cultura árabe porque nosotros también retomamos mucho eso que ahorita es el tiempo de los hombres de maíz por eso nos da mucha tristeza tanta ignorancia de Donald Trump 
Trump o de estas gentes tan racistas que no saben ni de historia ni de nada porque no se dan cuenta que todas las sociedades estamos interconectadas. Por ejemplo, en México somos una cultura mestiza porque desde hace 500 años tenemos nuestra raíz indígena, que son muchas, tenemos la presencia de África en, en México, porque también tenemos de África y también tenemos de lo árabe, ¿no? que vino a, a través de España. Entonces, si fuéramos una comida, seríamos una comida mestiza, ¿no? como es el mole, ¿no? de, de, con muchos ingredientes de todos lados que combinados te dan un sabor único. Eso sería maldita vecina. Saludos de paz y respeto aquí Rocco Pachucote de Maldita Vecindad y los hijos del Quinto Patio para Whatsapp en Lumpen Radio. Ya saben, carnales, no le cambien. Unidad y movimiento, alegre rebeldía por la madre tierra, paz y baile. O meteor. Hello everybody, we are back and don't forget that you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago. We are currently broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Kali and Little Village. My name is Emmanuel and I have been your host the whole way through. So, would you guys like to tell me your opinions on this um, interview audio piece that you just heard? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was very powerful, like saying um, how there were that pressure on like being Mexicans and like emerging to like the rock scene, and they had to do it like the Rolling Stones, like that example he gave. But it just at the end of the day, he he proved everyone who had doubt like like wrong, you know, because it shows like through his musical career that he's like he's being successful not among like among himself you could see but that being an example to like others other cultural like diverse people who are like trying to make it in America or whether that's just to appeal to like just to the way they want it to do not going based on certain rules on rock has to be this or you know to to be free you have to do that like who do you like yeah yeah so i'm um, yeah so like he talked about like how culture and dream um and how like his band is his culture and um, but just because it doesn't sound like rock or mexican music he he still fought for for it to be um you know a, a thing or you know to to be accepted in in his own culture and that kind of you know like what you were talking about right now and um how like the Amer the american dream is about that you know you're fighting for your goals you're fighting for um your, your life to to exist in the united states and to be successful to be whoever you want to be and that is the american dream you know like um you can be a anything because of this country and but now that's kind of really hard to believe i mean to me in my opinion um because you know of this political climate i i feel yeah. more suppressed my um my chances to be successful in this country aren't i mean just got slimmer you know mm. they they were already like slim but now they just got slimmer um but yeah but then he also talked about um um like through through you you can protest you know it doesn't have to be like aggressive protest it doesn't yeah. have to be hateful protest but it can be peaceful and yeah. and joyful protest and he and like the way maldita vecindad does that he he explained that it's through their music you know he he explained art activism and spirituality um wh wh what did you think about that yeah i thought that was powerful as like his explanation of it but just like you know, art something you feel, you know, it's, it's like more than just what it says, even if it is on letters, it just, it could hit a person and the way it, it's seen for that person, you know, it, it can move crowds just like n knowing like 
m- you know, music in a way you like the moment is tragic, but the mood is great based on what he said earlier in that. Yeah. And then I, I feel like his mood is great, just like embracing everything that's like out there that's not bad, you know, that makes the moment good. Like you mm-hmm. said, like within music, is it just to like free your mind off any negativity that's going on now? Yeah, I kind of like like what he's had to say about it. Yeah, and it's it's like um like history, you know, like the history of hip hop, the history of disco, like all of that is protest. You know, they they created this music um, to feel to find a safe space when at the time there was you know you know there there was um, um, some the pro- discrimination life, you know yeah. and like there um, yeah so so yeah so like as we think about like as through art um, I think right now is the the best time to make art um, yeah. you know with with all of this uh, political climate and and kind of this arctivi- like arctivism you know yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, it's um, not even so much like bringing down but i feel like it's more motivating towards people right yeah Just to to, to motivate to, to to take a stand to to um you know to fight for what they believe in and or just to um, make people aware of a situation because not not a lot of people know what it's like to be undocumented or uh, uh, to live in that fear yeah right? yeah to live in that fear or just to, to you know to be black to be lgbtq you know so it's you know Art can inform. It can t- in. It can move, and it can create um, events. Um, in in my opinion, um, but yeah, yeah I, I could agree with that. That's yeah, and like that spir- that spirituality that he was talking about, how um, how in the Mexican culture, Dia de los Muertos is is a day to remember the dead, but not to be sad about it. It's about to be happy because you know our ancestors. Um, knew that like once they passed, they they were still with us, um, in 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 spirit and um, you know so it's it's it it's a time, it's an event that is more joyful than more than to mourn, yeah. you know because you you're happy that that person has lived its life, and it's also like, we should make and the impact they had towards like the people yeah yeah right? and yeah. We, we we should make work. Or we should protest in that way too, you know. Protest to, to just you know make joyful protests. You know, like um, at, at at my school, um, they, they, there was there was an event where um, um, where s- someone just said like, "Hey, I'm meeting at this building. I'm bring your own headphones, your own music. I'm gonna get the tables out of the way, and we're just gonna dance for an hour." You know, so like yeah, that that gave. Um, that that moment and that space for students who felt that they were targeted because of this uh, of, of this election because of the results for uh, them a space to feel comfortable to feel um, free, um, free, free right? you know um, so you know that I think that is a really awesome way to create um, protests you know uh, like and also way so um, yeah yeah also like based on what we were talking about before mm-hmm. just like how you can approach anyone that's dealing with like racism or any negative encounter you yeah know? definitely um yeah so like there, there's um like a, a lot a lot of ways that people can can um can try do it to peacefully yeah do it peacefully and, and and reach out to you know to to people who are being affected by this you know like there's one thing that's going around in social media um and it, it started at the the uh the the brexit 
um, in, in, in London or in England uh, where people were wearing um, safety pins, you know, an empty safety yeah. pin, knowing that you are a safe space. You are a person that, that, that someone who's, been, who's being targeted can feel safe with. Um, but, but yeah, and there's so many other ways like you can start conversation with people who, who, who are being uh, verbally assaulted um, on, on the train, on the bus, on the street. You know, you can like get their mind off it and start talking about something else and like that will get brush them off the attacker you know um but yeah so i mean there's many ways and if and if people out there uh, who are listening now like if you think about or know of any way that that we can help those who are being targeted in this moment in time um you know if, if there's a some strategy some some event that, that you know of let your locally know let lumpen radio know and it's up Right. Yeah, hit us up, <laughs> you know, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll be down to support. Okay, so thank you both for this great um, conversation. And, well, yeah, thank you guys. Deuces. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and now um, it's time to say our goodbyes. Very sad. So I just want to say um, that hopefully you all, all of our listeners, enjoyed um, what you, um, what's up had to present which was downfall of the human race where we expressed many thoughts and opinions of the youth here at Yolo Kali and talked about many important topics like violence and LGBT rights and women empowerment and all this amazing stuff and I want to give shout outs to the entire class of Your Story Your Way deuces y'all thanks so much if y'all are listening um, and I want to, um, yeah, thank you all for this important edition of Yolo Kali What's Up radio show and that this was very impactful for a lot of people who are listening, specifically youth. And yeah, thank you all for um, listening to us. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias like Instagram, Facebook, um, Tumblr, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. And to follow um lumping radio on the other stuff and yeah thanks for listening to us guys my name is emmanuel you're listening to wlpn lp chicago 105.5 fm lumping radio chicago and we are currently broadcasting live from studio y yolo kali and little village deuces below us above us only sky imagine all Living for today Imagine there's no countries It isn't hard to do Nothing to kill or die for And no religion too
you're listening and enjoying our amazing outstanding terrific wonderful inspiring delightful funny breathtaking amazing astonishing highly amazing production if not you should listen to our radio show what's up again in the meantime we'll be working on the next one here in lumpin radio so stay tuned to our next amazing outstanding terrific wonderful inspiring delightful funny breathtaking astonishing highly amazing broadcast i hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day don't forget to listen to us on soundcloud at yolokali on social media like facebook instagram twitter or tumblr at yolokali or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots.